Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is your host, Forrest Bryant, and we are excited to have Jeff Ducharme on the call today. Jeff, how are you doing, buddy? Doing great. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, that we could hop on hop on the line today. Uh, we are we're sponsored by High Speed Alliance, and uh, we are always trying to help our listeners focus on freedom and legacy. And we do that by mastering business, finances, family, and lifestyle. And uh, Jeff is well on his way to uh, mastering all of those topics. And uh, you know, I'm I'm uh, I've known Jeff for for pretty a pretty good time now, and. Um, uh, always impressed with him and uh, what what he's been able to uh, uh, to overcome in his life, and to see uh, the way that he levers and uses leverage in uh, in all aspects of of his life uh, to really make a big impact. And so uh, I'm excited about having him on the call today. So uh, what's going on, buddy? We've been busy, uh, yeah. just run, running and gunning. It's it you know life is exciting. There's so many opportunities. Uh, not just in real estate, but just life in general. Life is good. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm I'm proud to call you a friend. I'm I'm, I'm proud uh, uh, of of our relationship, and um, you know, I'm excited about about this call today because uh, you know we could go in a lot of different directions today, and so uh, uh, it, uh, Jeff knows uh, a lot about business, a lot about coaching, a lot about family and time management. He knows a lot about he owns a. He, I don't even think he knows how many businesses he owns. He, he, he's, he's got uh, dozens of businesses and um, uh, just has a, a phenomenal life story. And so we're going to share that with you guys in, in just a little bit. But um, and, and Jeff also knows a lot about real estate. He's a real estate investor and has been doing that for a long time. So uh, we can certainly go in a lot of different directions. And uh, we're going to, uh, unfortunately for you guys listening out there, we, you know, we try to, we try to keep these podcasts pretty tight and not, not go off on too many tangents. So, uh, this is going to be, uh, drinking from the fire hose a little bit, uh, for listening to all the good stuff Jeff's got to share. So let's just jump right into it. So, uh, Jeff, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, uh, introduce yourself. I, I know you know a lot of our, uh, guys and our guys and gals in our, in our community already, just from, uh, uh, being, being one of our supporters and coming to our meetings. Uh, but, uh, for, for those out here that don't, know you um you know i'm gonna give you a chance to introduce yourself and and uh really want to hear a little bit about your backstory and, sure. and how you got to where we are today absolutely thank you so much and, and also thank you for just having me on the podcast here today i appreciate it like you said I, i've enjoyed our friendship and professional relationship as well it's been so cool getting to know your community and see all the impacts that you're making uh, across multiple professions and so it's just kind of cool to be a part of this so i appreciate that thank you as to me, uh, again, my name is Jeff Ducharme, and I own multiple businesses now. I uh, enjoy a variety of different professions, ranging from consulting, speaking, coaching, actually several martial arts businesses, a business brokerage now. I'm about to buy into a large national franchise on the franchisor side, uh, and several other odds and ends here and there that are businesses that I've pursued. And so I'm known now for making things happen, you know, for, for leveraging parts of my life and setting up businesses as well as helping other people. But it really wasn't always that way. You see, today I operate in a much different space than I did once. I was a horrible micromanager. 
I was a horrible boss for that matter because of that. And I, I wasn't uh, probably always present in my personal relationship either. So I had a lot of faults and a lot of problems. And I bought into this idea of just if everything had to be it or it, if it's to be, it's up to me, which can be taken to a very dangerous and unhealthy uh, lifestyle. And so I was proud of grinding as if there was some kind of medal for it, a trophy at the end of the day. And I was proud of outworking people and not sleeping and not taking care of myself and doing those kind of stupid things. And I say stupid now, and, and, and I'm not calling anybody stupid if you're doing that, but rather I've been there, done that, and looking back, for me at least, it was kind of stupid. And the net result was that I ended up in the hospital, almost dying, being given less than 12 hours to live. And over the next few years, I actually had that happen multiple times, where at least three or four occasions I was not expected to live. You see, I had a disease called ulcerative colitis, it was turning into cell dysplasia and cancer. I had to have multiple surgeries. I ended up with massive amounts of blood clots in my body, uh, pulmonary embolisms, and one thing after another. But the bottom line is this. It led me to a place in my life that I kind of thought was rock bottom. And we can either stay there, we can choose to stay there and be a victim, or we can do something about it. Because you see, at the same time, I also went through some personal crises where I, let's just say I lost my my fiance at the time, or, or we parted ways in not the most amicable way because I found some things out that were going on and we need to go our separate ways. And I also lost my father to cancer within that same time period. So it was one thing after another that was kind of a perfect storm in my life. And it put me in a place that I couldn't run my business the way I had been. It was physically impossible. You can't micromanage everything when you're laying in the hospital for weeks on end. And so this is a wake-up call to me to say, you know, Maybe that wasn't the right way to do things. Maybe I should try another way. <laughs> and so because of that, I had taken the investments I made in education and in learning from others and in seeing other people achieve success, they were doing it a little smarter way than I was. And I started mimicking that and copying genius, so to speak, and then finding my own ways and developing my own systems. And as a result, what I thought at the time was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me was also the pivotal point that ended up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. Otherwise, I might have been stuck living that lifestyle forever. And I, I'd have died at 60 or 70 or whatever, having never achieved even a tenth of what I've done now. And so because of that, uh, long story short, I started running my business differently. And I scaled very quickly from uh, an, an okay business. I wasn't feeling I was doing okay. But I went from just doing okay in that survival and sustainability mode to much more of a significance mode and expanding, providing opportunities for other people. And because of that, other business owners noticed, and I started getting invited in to help them. They saw what I was doing. They want to do the same. And I found an affinity for that. I just enjoy helping and serving other people. And so it became this momentum, this snowball effect, where I was helping others, coaching, speaking, writing, uh, and whatnot. And I decided to start opening some other businesses and testing the methods and the skill set I had, not just in my initial industry or profession, which was, by the way, martial arts. It was a martial arts academy, and I've since then owned more than a dozen. Um, but I started going into some of these other professions and industries I mentioned. And what I found was that no matter who we are, no matter what we do, whether it's as a doctor, uh, as a chiropractor, as, a, as, a, as an architect, a plumber, whatever, the same concepts, the same mindset, the same processes hold true. No matter what our product or service is, the back end or the backbone of the business is the same. We all need 
new clients, new patients, new customers, whatever it may be. We all need to keep the ones we got. And we need to look at ways to monetize our business, but not just monetize it. Monetize it in a way that it's not just a job, that it's an actual business that we own. You know, and that was one of the biggest shifts for me is to move away from being the guy that's got to grind and do it all myself and think that I'm better than everybody else to realizing that I need to put the right people on the bus. I need to get the right people on my team internally as well as externally. And once I did that, I had so much more value as the guy that was, that was, that was coordinating all this and putting together versus just putting my head down and thinking just work harder, just work harder. And so that's kind of where I've been and where I'm at now today. And it's been such a privilege to get to work with so many businesses, to speak at different venues. Uh, I fly out tomorrow morning and I fly back a couple of days. I fly out after the, almost immediately after that. And there's times it's hectic, but here's the other thing that's really cool now. And I could never do this before. Not, not ever. I wouldn't allow myself. But now I'll take off in the middle of the day on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and go hang out with my little boy. I'll take off on a Thursday and go show up at my wife's office or at home with flowers. No particular reason, no particular holiday, just because. And to me, that kind of freedom to be able to do that kind of stuff whenever, however, whoever I want to be with is awesome because that allows me to invest in my family and do things I could never, ever done before. Not just the money, but the structure of how I live now and it allows me what I want and I'm so much happier because of it. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. That's actually one of one of my questions a little further down uh, the, the the front side of the podcast is define freedom, but I, I think you just answered that one. So uh, <laughs> so you, you knocked that out of the park. So that's great. So um, not everybody has that yet. You know, I, I, I appreciate uh, appreciate and um, uh, and have that same type of freedom, too. So uh, I, I love that. And I love I love being able to do those unexpected things. Um, but not everybody has that, especially, uh, there's probably a lot of people that are on that might be listening to this podcast, either in our community or out of our community that hadn't got there yet. So let's talk about, I mean, that's where, you know, when we talk about freedom, that's where we want to get. And it's not just money. It's also time and it's choices and, and being able to, you know, put those things together to do really what you want. So, uh, let's talk about time because you're, you're a master of, of time management and you can't really, even if you got all the money in the world, and you know you're a slave, and you're working so hard, and you don't have that time, and you're not valuing your family and your time. Um, that's still not a win. So, um, you know, how how do you structure your time now, and how to how do you uh, coach your clients in order to you know really master the time game? What are, right. what, are what are some tips you can can give us? Absolutely, and I'm so glad you started here because there's three main areas that I work with my clients, and I also speak on stage about, which is time team and tools. And there's a big reason that time is first. This is about mindset because if you screw this up, then nothing else you do matters. Because as you said, uh, all the money in the world can't make up for it. And so when I work with people, whether it be in a group setting, uh, whether it be uh, podcasts I've done before, etc., or whether it be my private clients who work very close to me, it's a similar process. And it starts from identifying the things that really matter most in your life. And it can't just be lip service. And this is where I push back. And, and you've heard me and seen me do this firsthand. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to people in ways that they may not always be comfortable being talked to that way or may not be used to it. These are high income earners, very successful people that are used to everybody saying yes or, oh, doctor, you're so brilliant. Okay, I'll respect people for what they do. But if you bring me into your life and ask me to help you, I'm going to help. I may not tell you what you want to hear, but I'm going to sometimes tell you what you need to hear. 
And if you're okay with that, great, I can help you. If you're not okay with that, I probably can't help you. So there's too many people and we've all been around it. And I'll tell you this, I've been more guilty of this than anyone ever probably of saying, oh, my family's first or oh, this, I do this for my family. And, and we tell ourselves this and we've got to stop. We've got to stop the insanity. You've heard that before, but um, instead of convincing ourselves, oh, I'm working like this, I'm working like a dog for my family, we need to stop feeding ourselves that line of BS because your family would rather you be there. Don't say you're doing it for them when you don't even go to your kids' soccer games or, or, or taekwondo class or whatever else. You're not there. You're not present. You're doing it to feed your ego because you've lied to yourself saying this is the mantra or this is the paradigm you want to live in, and it doesn't serve you. Trust me, I, I know because I've been there. I've been laying in the hospital suffering from the after effects of that kind of mentality. And so we've got to stop that and stop saying, oh, my, my wife's first, my family's first. Well, if your actions don't match that, then don't tell me that. So let's get clear on it. And if it is that, okay, good. Now let's take the next step. So you got to have that clarity. What really matters? And, and be as specific as possible. Not just saying, oh, my wife matters. Well, what about her matters? You know, and, and there's so many books and an analysts out there about what are your love language and stuff. And I'm not going to go too far into that. But do you know what your wife wants? Or if you're the wife, do you know what your husband wants? You know, is it time with you? Is it vacation? Uh, it, you know, a lot of times we tell ourselves, I got to earn more money so I can buy her nice things. But it, it's never enough. It, that's not the answer. So having those kinds of blunt conversations and being specific to say, what is it we want? Do we want to take four vacations a year? Do I want to come home early? Do I need to take another, another day off per week? What if I take Fridays off? Or, or what if I take my son fishing every Saturday? Or in my case, I take him on Tuesday sometimes. Um, be specific. Not broad, not general, because our mind can't focus on that. And I can't have a checklist. I have to have something I can measure. So once we get that clarity on what really matters to your life, the relationships, the tasks, and I say tasks, but I, I consider a vacation task. I know it sounds weird, but things I check off, you know what I'm talking about. So mm. <laughs> the things are checklists that matters most. Now, if we have clarity on that, let's get those to the top and then make everything else serve that. So once you have that in place, now the next position, the next move as far as time is getting crap off your plate. This, I tell business owners, is really, it should be pretty much your top, your top priority, is how do you get stuff off your plate? How do you delegate? How do you replace you? So whether you're a solo operator as a business owner, as a doctor, whatever, you've got to find a way to replace as much of you, if not all of you, as possible. And that's how you take those handcuffs off. That's how you get away from being forced to do the things you think you got to do and get to do the things you want to do. And so with that in mind, we start going through a list. And usually what I'll have people do is either make me a checklist of all the things they're doing, and they'll usually kind of leave some things out. And that's why I start pressing them. So, doc or so business owner, did you take your dry cleaning in yourself this week? Really? Oh, so did 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 you did you uh, take the did you go clamp the dog stuff in your yard today? Really? And these kinds of questions, and they start all of a sudden having these epiphanies that they're doing things they don't need to do, and so that's when I start pushing them to get either an assistant or a staff member or just to outsource it in a variety of ways. You know, this calls me too short, or this podcast me too short to get in all those ways, but just know there are ways. And once we identify that. The easiest thing, I've got some more advanced strategies, but the easiest thing is to set a dollar amount, say anything at this dollar or below that I can get done, I stop doing. It might start at $5, then go to 10 then 20 
But the idea is every time you take that off your plate, you're replacing it with a higher dollar value activity that you're capable of doing or a higher value activity like take your wife out for lunch. You know, And I say that one to some people. They go, well, why lunch? I said, because normal people take them out to dinner. Oh, so she's not good enough till the end of the day? How about you just surprise her and show up and take her out to lunch? Trust me, you'll get more bonus points on that one. <laughs> you know, and just like when I schedule or I, I pretend to be spontaneous, but I schedule it and show up in my wife's office and bring her something. And other people are like, well, is it your birthday? No. Is it your anniversary? No. It's Thursday, you know, and so it gives us the ability to do those things versus being bogged down with all these little things that you think you have to do and you really don't, okay? So as part of that process, and there's ways to delegate by making a list of things, your highest value activities, and then delegating off the lowest ones and find people that like doing those things. But as part of this too, I ask people, what happens if you don't do this? And this is a key psychological question. As a society, we're generalized or generally taught to be so afraid of dropping the ball. And, and then in some ways, that's a good thing. But part of it for high achievers and for aspirational people like us is we can take that to a bad level so that anything that comes at us, we try to catch it and try to do something with it. And what I ask people is I look at some of the tasks they're doing and say, well, what's the consequence if you don't do that? Well, uh, it doesn't get done. Okay. And? Does that negatively impact your family or business? Well, um, uh, I don't know. So we get in this habit of just doing stuff for the sake of doing it. And so we've done this in our own businesses and my own teams, in fact, where we analyze all the tasks we're doing saying, do we really need to do this? Is it really giving us a good ROI? And I don't mean like ROI for a real estate investor, but ROI with our customers, our patients, whatever it may be. And you'll be amazed that sometimes you've been doing stuff the last two or three years that's just not nearly as big of an impact as it used to be. I'll, I'll give you a simple example. So, I, so this isn't just theory. In several of my businesses, we found that when we have low attendance or reactivation or re-engagement kind of calls, that a couple things happen. One, it mostly goes to voicemail now because nobody answers their phone. And if anybody knows me, you know I don't answer my phone at all <laughs> for my personal phone. So it goes to voicemail and nobody responds to them. It's just, so it's a very low value medium. Okay. Now, if you have a scheduled appointment for a call, that's a total different deal. But to just make calls, to make calls, to make calls, it's a very low value endeavor. But what we discovered by looking at the data, instead of just having opinions, we looked at the data that text messages were responded to far more often. Emails are kind of hit or miss. Then the other thing we found for pure engagement is sending a text, but not just a text, a video. So we create a video that's less than 30 seconds, and we do both personalized as well as broad-based, meaning for the entire group, videos, and send those out. And our engagement and return, so to speak, was phenomenal. So now, let's do the math here. If I take our team, say three or four people, make a 29-second video, then have one of my staff load that into our CRM and blast it out to the right list of people that we sorted, that may take 30 seconds of production, another minute or two to get in the system, maybe another minute or two to get it out, less than five minutes versus hundreds of phone calls that don't get but crap for results anyway, right? So now we're leveraging our time. We're getting a better impact and better ROI. So it's, it's not magic. It's simply looking for better ways of doing things and adapting. Because if we don't adapt to what our clients, customers, patients need and what they're showing us, then we start to become irrelevant. 
You know, we could go on and on about how many companies have gone out of business because of those same things. But when it comes to time, start with clarity about what you really want. Make everything else be truly subservient to that. And if it means you drop the ball, sometimes you drop the ball. Let, let it go. And then look for things to replace. So you're replacing with higher value activities and get the lower value activities off your plate. And then sometimes it's replacing a low value activity with a better system to preserve that time. So it has to start with clarity and it moves to engagement, moves to actual implementation of the things you do. And then the big thing that I'll put as, as, a, as a final piece to this for the sake of this deal here is to be one to say no more often. Say no to things. Stop saying yes to everything and think you have to do everything yourself. It's about looking for the right opportunities, not every opportunity. Now, I hear kids, I, I shouldn't just say kids, I hear all people say, oh, there's not enough opportunities. Oh, there's not. No, that's such a scarcity mindset. There's too much opportunity. And that kind of overwhelm and that kind of distraction is what really messes us up. So we got to say no to all the wrong things so we can say yes to the right things that fit our goals. And our goals may be different. That's okay. But if we have that clarity, it allows us to spend, or I should say, excuse me, backspace, backspace, not spend, invest our time in the areas that matter the most. Because I know that when I'm there, my little boy, and he just turned three, by the way, when I'm there to tuck him in, when I'm there in the middle of the day, I'll stop in and see him and check on him and ask him how things are going. When I'm there and I'm present in his life, I know the dividends that's going to pay later on in life. Okay? When I'm there for my wife when she needs me to be, when I'm there just because I want to be, I know the dividends that pays. And then when I'm there with my staff and my businesses in the way that I need to be that's most productive, I can see those dividends instead of just scrambling and trying to do everything. So to me, that's the basis of how we work on time. So, so much wisdom right there, Jeff. I mean, you just, you nailed it on the head. And uh, uh, I heard a very wise man one time say, and I love this quote and, I've, and it's been repeated often, uh, be where you are. And I think that wise man, the, one of the first times I heard that was coming out of, coming out of Jeff Ducharme's mouth. I don't know if he <laughs> gets credit for that one. I don't know if you get uh, quote creds on that one or not, but, uh, but, but be where you are. And so you really kind of outlined that, uh, beautifully. And so many times, uh, and I know my, our communities heard me say that at our, at our meetings, cause you know, you gotta, you gotta be where you are and you gotta be physically there and you gotta be paying attention. You gotta be appreciating, um, all of the, the, uh, the blessings that are, that are coming to you and you gotta be able to take advantage of those. So, uh, beautifully said on, on time and a lot of, a lot of great nuggets there. So let's kind of shift a little bit towards, um, let's shift towards business because, and not just specifically, because I know we got a lot of healthcare providers, physicians, dentists, and you've worked with, um, your wife's a chiropractor and I know you've got quite chiropractor, uh, clients, um, but, you know, let's just talk about business. You know, I, we work with a, a lot of, lot of, lot of family offices and um, you know, they're, they're always looking to invest into businesses. They're looking for direct investments, co-investments. Sometimes they're active, sometimes they're passive. You know, I'm curious, you know, what's your, what's your philosophy on, I mean, cause you own dozens of businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, what do you, you know, t- tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your, your mindset, your philosophy, uh, the businesses that you own, businesses that you're looking to purchase. Do you like to be a majority owner? Do you be, a, do you like to be a passive owner? You know, uh, you know, what types of, uh, services or products are you looking? I know you said you, you started off in the martial, martial arts, uh, uh, segment. So, you know, how do you evaluate businesses now to, to determine if it's a business that supports your vision for where you want to go? Sure. Great question. And this is something I have quite a few clients, whether it be chiropractors, MDs, dentists, whatever. And this is a common mistake that they make. And it's not because they're not smart enough to do it. It's the fact they sometimes trip and make the wrong decision at the wrong time. Because obviously, if you have a successful practice of any kind, you've got the skill sets to make it happen. And you could, beyond a shadow of a doubt, run another business. My, my belief is, if you can run one business well, you could probably run a bunch of other businesses well too, because it's such a similar deal to have the commitment and have the skills to make it happen. The mistake though, is when we try to get into something where we are not a good fit, either because of our skill set or because of our ability to evaluate risk. So I know one of the things that you often talk about when evaluating other investments, pure just passive investments, is to look at some of those risk factors. So I do the same thing in business. And now today more than ever, is looking at a couple different market factors. You know, is it scalable? Is it unique? Uh, is it a commodity, you know, versus being a more unique type thing? And what's the play on it? Is, is it a, if it's commodity, then it's usually going to be a discount play where it's got to be the cheapest provider. And my problem with that is it's not usually something I want to engage in. Some people will, but I, I even get some memes that say this. It says, unless your name is Walmart or Amazon, the low price option is probably not your best strategy because you're never going to make it up in volume. So I don't like businesses of that kind personally. You know, there may be some people that do. And if that's your thing, hey, great. Uh, but I prefer a premium option or a specialized option of any business. And here's what I look at. And this is probably the most important. I want to invest in and own either actively or passively, you know, however you want to put that a business that is truly a business, not another job for me. So the mistake that ends up happening is a business owner will go to try to buy another business, believing they have the skills to run it. And they probably do actually, but they don't necessarily have the time to go run that. They need to stay with their primary business because they're still kind of handcuffed to that a little bit. Um, And they open up that second business, believing that it'll run fine with just a little bit of oversight from them. Well, the problem is unless you bring in an active partner or a, a really you know, kick-butt manager to do that, then it's going to struggle. And so it could run well if you were there, but you can't be in two places at one time. And that's a big thing that I see happening. And one of the most common ones I see it happening actually is restaurants. I see a lot of business owners buy into the, the, um, the idea of or the ego part of owning a restaurant. And it's kind of cool. Being the gentleman or gentlewoman, I guess, or lady, or whatever you call it, being the, the gentleman bar owner, the gentleman restaurant owner, or restauranteur, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to bring your friends over and say, hey, check out my restaurant. That's a very, you know, uh, uh, cool thing to think of or to look up to. It's very aspirational. The reality is that restaurants have razor-thin margins, high turnover, spoilage, pay high-dollar rent, and have so many risk factors, it's crazy. And so – Knowing that in advance, we've got to be very careful. And I would, if it's something you have a skill set and a passion for, then you've got to do it right. 
So when I look at businesses myself to evaluate them, is it, is it something where I see my skill set being of use? And if I buy into a business, this is the other play, instead of starting a business, if I buy into a business, do I see where it's at? And then if I add a little bit of me or my systems or how I do business, could I scale it? So if it's at a four or five now, could I get it to a nine or a 10? Just by adding some of my resources, some of my network, some of my other vendors, the way I do business to restructure, to scale. Uh, for example, one business we have now that I recently bought into, we're going from a local slash regional business to a very national business with multiple areas of geography that are going to impact. And so when I look at that, I finally also look at ROI. So part of what I consider is opportunity cost. If I do something and do have to invest some time in it and then gradually back myself out of it, what else could I have done? Is there another business I could have done or another investment? You know, one, one of my benchmarks now that I have in my head is I also equate it to this. If I spend this much, excuse me, invest this much money into this business, what else could I have done with it? And one of my metrics is how many one week all inclusive resorts could I go to my wife? <laughs> and so I know that number of the type that we want to go to. And so I do increments of that. It's like, ah, that's going to cost, that's going to, you know, the investment is going to take at least five weeks of all-inclusive vacation. Hmm, I don't know. So I kind of use that as that uh, measuring stick with that benchmark there. And so what I'd say overall is this. Be aware of the risks going into a business, especially if it's a commodity or a high-risk, low-margin business. Number two, be aware of its scalability. Can it really go up significantly in volume if you get involved? And third, be aware of your own skill sets. There are certain skills I don't have, and I'm okay with that. I prefer, I far prefer now hiring other people's skills than using my own. <laughs> In fact, that's one of my skills is, is to stop trying to do everything myself and stop being stupid. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and so um, that's how I look at that. You know, I appreciate that. And I think our listeners will too. Um, so, we're going to save the real estate talk. My clients and my, our members are going to love it. We're going to save that for the back end, for the private right. section, for the members awesome. only, because uh, we could we could do this all day. But I gotta I, I gotta kind of keep it tight. So let's. Uh, and you already answered the freedom question here. So um, kind of we're kind of rolling down to the to the, to the out of out of time for the front side. But um, so Jeff, do you have a book or a quote that you would like to share with our listeners? Sure. So one of the books that I require, not suggest, but require of all of my staff, and there's several, but one of the top ones is called Influence. And it's by Dr. Cialdini. And it's such a great book, no matter what profession, no matter where you're at in life. And even if you're highly successful, or if you're just starting out, it's such a good foundational book for people to invest a little bit of time in to read. And I'll say this with no disrespect intended, but there's not very many books written by doctors I like. I'll just put that out there because most of them are more like textbooks. <laughs> but this one is actually really good. So it's good to implement, and, it's in, and I was impressed. And so, <laughs> well, Fantastic. And uh, if you haven't read Cialdini's book on, on influence, it's phenomenal. I've read it several times. I've got, I was looking for my, my copy. I got a copy behind me. But if there's anybody out there, if you hadn't heard of it, if, you're, if you do any type of sales, and I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're in some types of, of sales, whether you're selling yourself or selling your business or a product or a service, doesn't matter. If you're listening to this podcast, you're in some type of sales. So uh, uh, incredible book. We don't have time to go into all of it, but, um, but get it, read it. And then uh, you got a quote, Jeff? Oh, absolutely. So uh, here's one I was just reading again today. 
which is it is easier to resist at the beginning than at the end. And that's by Leonardo da Vinci. And the reason I like it is because it has a lot to do with time management. It's better to say no up front to the things you shouldn't be doing. Excellent. Um, so uh, wrapping up here, Jeff. So if, uh, if any of our listeners, uh, if they want to get in touch with you, but what's the best way for that to happen? I'm glad you asked. So again, I'm not a big fan of carrying business cards, things like that, but I've discovered that I make it really easy for people. My first name is Jeff. As long as you can remember that, if you want to contact me, you go to contactjeff.com. That has all the ways to get a hold of me, contactjeff.com. Very simple. I, I love it. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, uh, Jeff, tremendous value. We could, we could go all day on this. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, we can't, but <laughs> we could. But don't go anywhere because we're going to go to – uh, the, the, the members only section here. But, uh, if you, if you've been listening, thank you for listening to the high speed podcast. Uh, please go to highspeedpodcast.com to, to, to learn more about, uh, some of our other shows and some other great content and check out highspeedalliance.com to find out about our upcoming meeting. This is, it's evergreen, Jeff. So I, you know, I, I quit giving out the, the dates, but we do <laughs> really have a great meeting coming up. So uh, whether you're listening to this podcast in, in uh, 2018 or some future year, um, I'm sure we're going to have something good coming up. So uh, thanks for being on the show, Jeff. Uh, any, any, any parting words for Frontside? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And again, the thing I would leave people with, we talked about time, talked about clarity, a lot of different things. Be willing to continue to invest, not just dollars, but your time in listening to podcasts just like this, in listening to experts and mentors just like you uh, to show people a path. That's the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Well, thanks, Jeff. Good words. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. We will see you guys soon. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, we want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, this is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.